Hi, this is Mike Ross, public address announcer for your Toronto Maple Leafs, and this is the Leafs Late Night Podcast, your post-game destination. And now, your starting lineup, Roscoe, the Fanalist, Southey, Beaner, and Darty Brodeur on the Leafs Late Night Podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back to Leafs Late Night. It is uh, not late at night. It is just before 4 p.m. on Wednesday here as we bring you a a bit of a later show. Sorry about that, everybody. Welcome back to Leafs Late Night, where it's uh, never too late for the Leafs, uh, especially when Matt Murray's in net. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my lordy. Leafs win four to zip with a 44 save shutout from Matt Murray. A 20-game point streak for Mitch Marner. What is not to love about this game? And I am joined by the always fantastic finalist, Steph. How's it going? Hey, uh, so sorry about last night, guys. Oh, my God. I think we just all passed out. And the time oh, uh, not all of us. for us, right? Not except all of except us. Roscoe. I, I, <laughs> I was up. I was up and waiting. Yes, yes. <laughs> and every, uh, everyone you... passed out. <laughs> But last night, so much to look forward to. We had debuts of two Toronto Maple Leaf players coming up from the Marley. I mean, well, I mean, Connor Timmins. We, uh, you guys talked about him for a little bit there, but uh, he made his debut. And then we had SDA, um, Samen Dur, another name I'm going to butcher. (laughs) SDA. Dur Argachinsev. I mean, SDA works. (laughs) But uh, yeah, Connor Timmins, I mean, look, let's just start from the the bottom of the the topics here. Yeah. So Connor Timmins plays his first game. I liked what I saw. I mean, look, we, we didn't really know what to expect from this kid. We've never really seen him play. No one's that familiar with his game. And if you are, congratulations, you're a hockey nerd. Um, <laughs> Arizona but really, fan. Yeah, but really, we didn't know what to expect from this kid, whether he's, you know, uh, defensive, offensive, puck moving, hitting, like what it's, what's it going to be? So he, uh, he played a good puck moving offensive game last night, especially while everybody else had to kind of collapse and play you know, defensive defense. I feel like he was one that was able to kind of explore the the offensive end while someone pinched back for him. Um, he had a 94-mile-per-hour one-timer slap shot from the blue line, which was yeah. unbelievable. What Nobody was on the Leafs doing that. <laughs> I, I wrote down 98. Uh, holy shit. Like <laughs> Yeah, it, it might have been. I, it was 90-something, and then he had another good look and a setup in front of the net there. I mean, like, I think they've – it's funny. Before this game, I was like, what if Connor Timmons just becomes, like, really good, but we don't see it for another, like, 30 games, you know? Just sometime yeah. before the end of the season, we're like, damn, that was a really good move. Kind of like Labushkin last year where we're like, this has been helpful. I don't know if we <laughs> knew it in the moment, but this has been – quite a helpful trade. So I, I think we'll see some improvement from him and just finding what he's going to do. And look, I like Connor Timmons. I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing, especially yeah. with Victor Mete out. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Unfortunately, first period goes down to a huge hit from who was it? Hawk and Paul, of course, out of all people on this team. Right. Oh, but... I mean, Hawk and Paul, Hawk and Paul is basically the, um, Radko Gudis of yes. the Western Conference. I mean, if you play fantasy, you know the name Yanni Hockenpah just as the guy who hits like five people a game. That's yeah. basically all he does. This year, his his numbers have been a little better on the 
the plus minus and assist side, but really he's just a bulldozer for Dallas. Hell yeah. And, you know, Timmins stepped up last night. He had 41 seconds each on the power play and uh, on the PK. And the only thing I really noticed that was on the negative side was that the guy's skates, what, were wrong with, what was wrong with them? Uh, he kept falling on his ass. <laughs> Oh really? I missed uh, I missed quite a bit because I was driving home during the second period. But uh, no, I I missed that. That's funny though. Yeah, it, it was kind of like the controller got thrown at the wall and the player just landed <laughs> on his face. Like it, it, he would just skate, you know, I don't know, effortlessly, and then I'm like, what happened there? So this after the second time it happened, he went straight to the bench. They're inspecting his skate blade and being like, okay, there's something wrong but gonna block a shot or something i mean we've seen a bit of that lately where guys take a, a shot off the skate and all of a sudden like marner had it the other night where he uh he broke something yeah yeah but Ugh. uh sda also making his debut after posting 18 points in 20 games with the marley i mean now is the time right uh timmins had his chance especially with Brody coming up soon and Keith said you know once Brody's up there's not going to be many opportunities so yeah with that being it, said I just want to ask you it sounds like Brody you, could be back by Thursday by the way he oh might yes be playing tomorrow night. yes so last night the Leafs dressed six Sioux gr former Greyhounds <laughs> can you name them all Johnny uh Connor Timmons Rasmus Sandin Matt Murray um oh lordy you got this you got this who are the other ones um pontus holmberg no no close he? but he wasn't dressed oh, no. last night um 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 mac so, hollowell yes but he wasn't dressed so six were dressed you got murray robertson sandine there's or, or in timmins sorry i might as well just tell you oh bunting. i didn't get robertson oh robertson yeah bunting robertson. right shit totally forgot about him too right sda sandine bunting timmins murray and our other guys not dressed um muzzins uh, simmons and hollowell so we are yeah, the toronto and, sioux greyhounds <laughs> and jared mccann and uh bunch of guys that used to play for the Leafs too it's yeah kind of, I was looking through the list earlier today actually that's why I was able to I don't know was Nick Robertson a Sioux Greyhound yeah yeah oh unreal and um, um some of those names were on the list I was looking at from our 2018 draft we now have six out of nine players who have dressed in Toronto Maple Leaf uniforms and have played actual games so it's been looking good uh draft wise and that's that's awesome because I think one of the biggest heats that Dubas has taken is is that the drafting hasn't been great. They've given up a lot of picks over the years for players that haven't panned out. You know, they select guys that are, they're smaller. They're, you yeah. know, not what the Leafs need, but look, we're four years since the 2018 draft and we're now seeing the payoff from that one. So look, yeah. we got spoiled with Marner and Nylander and Matthews being able to come up into the league so quickly. I mean, Nylander and Matthews or Marner only spent like a year on the Marlies, if that, yeah. And uh, Matthews came straight onto the team. So, I mean, we're used to having stars because we look, the Leafs have maybe had a dozen draft picks yeah. like in the, <laughs> in the last like eight years, it seems before uh, before 2018. So, I mean, look, it's nice that things are paying off. Finally, we're seeing Sandine and Lilligren play really big minutes, especially with how many defensemen we have out. I mean, Nick Robertson's looking great, especially the fact that his brother is so explosive. You know, you hope that there's a even a tenth of that with Nick, but 
Yeah. Oh my you're, god. You're seeing the the fruits of Dubas's labor and scouting finally paying off. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, Jason Robertson's on pace for 75 goals and 134 points. Um, Nikki Bobby, I mean, five points in 13 games. It's just, it's been kind of a blank for him in a sense where the last time he scored was on his debut, which was against Dallas 20 or on October 20th. And he scored the two games and that was the game where we won in OT. It happened so yeah, long been- ago. He's been scratched for like a dozen games in between then, though. I mean, like, that's true. How, how is he supposed to get anything going and find his rhythm? Like, I mean, we've been instead letting Alex Kerfoot find his rhythm for these 20 some odd games just so he can score one fucking empty net goal when they're already up three nothing. So how about we make some adjustments here and start giving that time to somebody who has a higher ceiling and needs to reach it a lot sooner than later? Speaking of Kerfoot, that was also the last time he scored a goal besides last night on the power play. So that brings him to two goals on the year, both versus Dallas, uh, just like our boy Nicky Bobby here. But yeah, I don't know. Robertson, man, it's going to come like the, the opportunities there. He's on the second line, like we've been saying. Like, what else can you do for him? Really? What yeah, else? And I mean, power, yeah, not much. So let's let's pivot because I don't have I don't have a full hour here to spend with you. Unfortunately, I wish I did. Um, I just right. want to move on to to Mr. Mitchell Marner, who reached 20 games in his point streak this time with an assist. Love that he broke the record with a goal on the uh, the shorty there. But the one thing that was making the rounds on Twitter last night is Mitch Marner 100% should be, if not at the top, but in the top three for the Selkie conversation because I do not know another player in the league that could go on a 20 game point streak while playing on the penalty kill, the first penalty kill and being the best defensive forward on their team, maybe in the Eastern conference, probably in the league. So yeah, that's something that I've never seen from the Leafs, let alone like, I mean, Phil Deneau was praised as being a really good defensive forward, but he didn't put up the numbers. I mean, now he is with LA but not Mitch Marner numbers. So like to be able to go on such a point streak and be so deadly offensively while at the same time running the penalty kill. Literally, he is the captain of the penalty kill. Like yeah. it's nothing short of amazing what he's been able to do. So power play time last night, 253. Shorthanded time, four, 556. Well, they got like seven penalties in a row because the refs were out for them tonight. Like, that was insane. The whole third period was hooking and cross-checking and interference and tripping. And they're like, nah, we called too many last period. Yeah, you called them all on the Leafs. Oh, my God. (laughs) No, you're absolutely right, though. Like, if he doesn't have a stick, he was using his gloves. Like, literally anything in those last two periods to shut uh, Dallas down completely and you're absolutely right if his name is not in the selkie conversation there's something wrong here because just like you know like i don't know what else he could do because he's everywhere he's on a 20 game point streak <laughs> like yeah oh. the only argument against that i've heard uh this was from sdpn was that marion hosa as a winger never won or was nominated for the selkie so he was kind of like the best defensive forward of his time so the fact that as a winger he wasn't nominated for it it's going to be like it's kind of that comparison where was is he better than marion hosa because we didn't give it to him it's like well you also didn't put alex mcgillney in the hall of fame and you can't use that as like your your base for are they better than this person it's like no (laughs) the nhl's use of of (laughs) um 
of uh, precedent is very selective, eh? If it comes yeah. to trophy voting, precedent 100% matters. Comes to distinct kicking motions, though? Pfft. How do we feel today, boys? <laughs> I don't know. Last night, too many penalties, man. Our PK was on fire. We have to give them that, especially oh, when yeah. guys like Hall and Geo were down and they're two of our best guys on the PK. And then you had the five on Not three. Geo. Geo's still there. Well, I mean, um, oh no, but yeah, 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 you're right. All the, all the penalty killers were the ones getting the penalties. Like, yes. yeah, yeah, you're right. It was yes. Camp and Marner and Geo and Hall and yeah, yeah. So and um, then when the five on Engvall three, with the, the yeah. four minute double minor oh. for high sticking Jason Robertson that hurts. Yeah, yeah, that hurts. But, um, but Marner extending his streak on the Tavares goal, four fifty one into the first period. Oh my God, this does not happen if it wasn't for Mitch Marner, who's able to I don't know sneak a shot through the crowd and yeah, getting the puck to the net to Tavares to tip that shit right in. And Tavares is looking Beauty. great. The hands are great. I mean, no complaints, He's right? Yeah, JT is on pace for his second highest goal total in his career. I mean, I know he dealt with injuries and things, and I'll eat this one because I didn't think he still had it in him. Mm -hmm. This is insane. Like, the fact that he's been able to completely turn around after what was, like, probably, I'd say by his own standards, like, I'm not saying he played bad last season, but I think he feels like he could do better than he did last season. And he yeah. took the offseason to recover and get himself back to 100%. It is insane how good this guy still is. Yeah, he's um, literally John Tavares is elite and they're playing up to their salary, which we always refer to and pick on them. You know, one bad pass. Oh, they make this much money. You got to pick on it. Right. But finally, you know, Marner taking more shots, blocking shots. We know he's a pass oh, guy yeah. first, but damn, when you have JT on your wing, <laughs> they seem kind of unstoppable and Robertson still played pretty well. I mean, 1044 on the night. I know he doesn't uh, kill penalties, so that really affected his time on ice. But I thought he still did well, especially the opening frame. I mean, going driving the net on a backhand and going up with Marner. And I don't know, I was kind of like, oh, my God, it's going in. Oh, my God, now it's another chance. And it was just panic. <laughs> yeah. And um, the I think the... <laughs> The funniest part of it was um, in the end of the second when they were already shorthanded and Justin Hall um, closes his hand on the puck and throws it. The panic, like when you say the panic of like, oh, like, like everybody was so on their heels the whole game that Hall like pucks in the air. He grabs it. He's like, ah, oh, shit, I grabbed it. And he just uh. throws like frisbees it out of the zone. Yep. Second period. <laughs> that we was have fantastic. One, two, three, four, and on the fourth PK for the for the Leafs in the second period, you're right. Hall catches it. He's like, what the fuck do I do now? Throw! <laughs> and we just saw one of those the other night, too. I forgot who did it, but somebody definitely just did that like two or three nights ago in the NHL, and it was talked about, and then Hall did it. I think he was subconsciously like, oh, yeah, throwing the puck. I'm not allowed to do that. Don't do that. Ah, crap. <sighs> I grabbed it. Yeah, and this was especially frustrating after the Leafs got a too-many-men penalty and then a delay-of-game uh, penalty back-to-back, -back, and then they kill... Puck over the glass, too yeah. many Leafs, double G minor for high stick. Too much man. That I have never seen all of those things called back-to-back -back in one period. Like, how do you puck over glass, too many men, closing your hand on the puck? Those are, like, discipline calls. Those are not 
hits on the other team, those are like, you guys screwed up. Oh, my God. In the second period Uh, alone, we had Hall tripping Ben, which started Dallas on the PP. Then we had Glenn Denning tanking down Nylander. And then immediately after it ended, we had Ingvall high-sticking Jason Robertson in the face that draws blood. So there's a four-minute penalty. That was such a dumb... It wasn't even on purpose. He just accidentally hit him, and he's like, shit, I cut him too. It's like, guys, clean it up. Yeah. Too much man. Geo flips the puck over. Justin Hall baseball throws the puck down the ice for some fucking reason. And we are on the five on three, which we've been talking about. And Murray standing on his head. Literally Ben chipping at the net. And Murray's like doing flips and doing everything he can to hold this game together. And Sandine. Marner blocking that that shot from Rupe Hintz right off the bat. Snapping his stick in half. And then plays like. 33 seconds or something with no stick he plays on his the fact they were able to keep that out of their net was insane because yeah like the one thing that the one thing that's noticeable without riley and brody in the lineup is yes the defense is fine in the zone and the defense is okay for holding the puck in the offensive zone it's the neutral zone where they were hemmed in like that's why you saw 44 shots from the dallas stars like if they wanted to get into the leaf zone they walked in because there wasn't somebody there to be able to control the line to stand those guys up because they were kind of turtling back a bit and being like, okay, we got to just make sure that if Dallas gets it in here, we can get it back and get it out of here. So they were fine once that happened, but it was it was definitely an adjustment to not playing with Riley and Brody and having that that mid-neutral uh, zone control that they normally have because the, the Leafs usually dominate in the middle of the ice where like it's it's you have to kind of dump and chase to get in on the Leafs because you can't walk in on their zone. So... Uh, Sandine, Lilligren, Hall, everybody kind of doing what they can, but there's definitely, uh, it's definitely showing that there's some pieces missing back there. But kudos to the guys for stepping up and for Matt Murray for what is it, 5.97 goals expected, <laughs> like goals saved above expected. Like, get the fuck out of here. What? Oh, yeah. Breaking an NHL record um, in the modern uh, stats era. Just amazing, honestly. Like, even Sandine on this PK, he's not usually a PKer, and you saw him skate to Murdoch right after, and you know, patting each other on the back, like, good job, man. We know that was a difficult, difficult sequence to end the second period, and damn, like, they had a tough second period. Dallas was all over them. They were hard, heavy, like, Leafs had to push What about back. William Nylander playing on the penalty kill? I saw that, and I... Uh, that's something. If you told me last year, we're going to put Willie on the PK, I'd be like, are you guys fucking crazy? Yeah. Like, the guy doesn't play defense. Why would you do that? But this year, he has really stepped up his defensive game and his hustle and, and his forechecking and everything. I just, uh, I'm glad that they're saying, okay, now's the, the test. If you can put this to work and you can keep the puck out of the net for 42 seconds or whatever it is, go for it and he did yeah especially when you have victor mente another d-man down in the first period all of our guys have to step up uh i think they said nylander has under six minutes total this season on the pk and last night he spent a minute and nine so (laughs) that goes to show they were just going through the next one up but not in a bad way either everyone did their job like no one really made those mistakes that well, it didn't cost them, thank God. Like those <laughs> stupid mistakes we could have avoided uh, on the on the power power kill. What am I saying? Penalty kill. I was say the, the, the power play at the beginning actually was the the worst chances they gave up 
as a yeah. matter of fact, for the whole, like the two on one and the three on one came while they were on the power play in the first period. That was kind of where they, yeah. they had to uh, yeah. fix things up. Leafs really tried to give Dallas a chance to catch up, though, with all of these power play opportunities no, the provided. Refs, the refs tried to give <laughs> Dallas a chance to come back. Yeah, like, I guess just going back to the Hall thing, like a brain fart or whatever, it was just stupid penalties that could have been avoided. But hey, we came in the higher part of this and just got a touch on the Matthews goal as well in the first period, scoring his 13th of the year. <laughs> Man. Completely undefended and unassisted. Yeah, wins the puck battle against Hawkin Paul. We're gonna say that a lot today. And turnover literally gets his own rebound. It pops up, lands right in front of him. <laughs> the hockey gods are on his side, and yeah, all time and space in the world. Zoom around, shot in perfection. Speaking of Hawk and Paul, actually, I was thinking when I was watching the game, Leafs and Dallas is the closest we are gonna get to Team Sweden versus Team Finland for the world cup of hockey because Sad, eh? in, in case you haven't noticed there are like upwards of 10 swedish players on the leafs and like upwards of 10 finnish players on the dallas stars like i know this is kind of how teams work like they they have scouting bases in different countries but i just find it really fascinating that there really aren't players from outside of north america on either team except for from sweden on the leafs and finland on uh the stars like i mean rupe hawkenpaw heiskanen um they're all finnish mm-hmm. and then you've got it on the leaf side it's like sandine lilligren holmberg like all these guys malgan they're all swedish it's so funny malgan so, yeah. is swiss oh malgan's swiss yeah i know I weird know. but huh. Um, gotta bring up our boy Sandine though, scoring his second of the year, assisted by Matthews and Bunting, another panic mode type goal. I mean, everyone whacking at the net. We don't know where the fuck the puck is and he finds the loose change and just whacks it, like spins and just rips it right in the net. And you're just like, yes, after like half of a period of pain and just like, oh my God. the entire line, (laughs) the entire line getting a shot on goal there. Oh, man, just panic Ugh. mode and Bunting missing, Matthews missing, everyone having so many opportunities. And then finally, the Sandman to the rescue to end the third period. Oh, so nice. Going 3 nothing yeah. into the third. I mean, starting the third, we see that ta- Connor Timmons shot 98 miles per hour. Woo! But Dallas was, you know, no shots for the first seven minutes for them into the third period. It didn't look... That was, that was the really confusing thing about the shots on goal counter last night. It was like the Stars would be in the Leafs end for four minutes straight and get no shots on goal. And then all of a sudden they get a, a quick chance that's five seconds long and they manage to get it on net like six times. Yeah. So like, what, like which one was more dangerous though? I think that more dangerous scoring chance was the four minutes where they had no shots on goal, but the Leafs could not get it out. But then you, yeah. there's these little scrambles where they're like, you know, everyone gets a poke at it and they were putting the shot counter up by like three or four, yeah. which I don't, they don't normally do. So I, I don't know. I think there were some shots in favor, uh, counting wise in favor of the Dallas Stars there. <laughs> but our first time facing Ottinger this year, because last time Wedgwood oh, yeah. really, uh, I mean, we won the game, but it was tough once again. And after Ottinger's performance in the playoffs, uh, we expected some really good 
goaltending tonight, but I don't know. It's not everyone's day, and you know the net goes empty, five thirty to go left in the period, and Kerfoot comes in to seal the deal, empty netter once again against Dallas. Hey, and that was a long range one. That was from almost center. Uh, forget who it was following it to make sure it went Engvall. in. But, yeah, yeah. Engvall? yeah Ker- <laughs> Can we split them up, please? <laughs> the amount of times I hear like, oh, and a turnover and Engvall's got it and sends it out to Kerfoot or Kerfoot's got it, sends it out to Engvall and that jumped over <laughs> Engvall's stick, unable to complete that one. Oh, and that pass, unable to find Kerfoot on a stick there. It's like, guys, why can you collectively get 75% of the way there? We need to split them up and put them both with a finisher because, oh my God, I cannot watch the two of them set something up and only to pass it to the other to not finish it. It's like, guys, come on. These are moments. Don't pass it to each other. Pass it to someone else, anyone else besides the other person because the two of you are not working out right now. I really think Malgin would be great on that line because we know he could finish. And if Kerfoot and Ingvall yeah. wants to drive the play and be speedsters, I mean, Malgin, we, we've seen it so many times. Like, he he rips at the net, and oftentimes he doesn't miss, which is so nice. Yeah, and like 11 of 12 forwards the Leafs have can play center anyway, so I don't think it really matters. Just throw Kerfoot on center of that line. Yeah, like, and j- speaking of uh, injury, uh, the Leafs lead the league in man games lost due to injury. 175 before last night. So we're even higher oh. now with Victor Mete out. Unreal. And I know other teams are dealing with injuries like Nate McKinnon just went down for a whole month. The Leafs have been fortunate that the core four forwards have not gone down. But like, look, we're down the entire like five of our six starting defensemen are injured. Like, there's no yeah. world where this defensive lineup is all playing at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> it's Riley, Riley, Brody, Muzzin, Mete, Ben, all out. Am I missing someone? That's crazy. That's five of, that's, um, I would say, like, four of what would be your starting six, probably. Like, Mete and Ben are your seventh on any given night, but, like, you know, yeah. You expect one of the guys to be injured, so they're going to be playing at least one of them. So not both of them to be out. It's fucking crazy. We have, who was out? We have Dahlstrom, Muzzin, Mete, Riley, Ben, Lily, Brody. So we're literally going down into our fifth, sixth, seventh pairings and bringing them up into our top three pairings. So we have the Geo Hall, Sanding Lily, Hollowell Timmins, Kokkinen, Rindell, and Vili Winnilly next. <laughs> Remember that guy? I don't even know oh if he's played an NHL game yet. So we'll see, Is right? That uh, yeah, yeah. But um, we have a lot of questions, actually, if you want to get to questions. Yeah, I know. I, have I, uh, I did. Yeah, let's do that because I got to get out of here in about uh, 10 minutes. So okay. um, I know I did go through them when I attempted to record last night. So there's one from, let's do um, TML Fan and Vans Okay. First. TML fan in van. We have... Where are you? Will the Dallas Dallas Stars come back from the down three in the third period? I don't know when he so wrote this So what question. I love... I No, no, no. Here's the thing I love about Marty's questions is a lot of the time he calls out the bullshit of the broadcast. Calm. Yeah, like, yeah. So this broadcast, going into the third period, they're like, oh, Dallas came back... From being down 5-1 in the third, they're really good in the third period. Here's a montage of how good the Dallas Stars are in the third period. I'm sorry, is this not a Canadian national broadcast? How about right. we talk about 
the last 19 games that Mitch Marner's gotten a point out, how about we show a montage of those 19 points back to back? Like, with tonight's 20, why don't we show some of the saves that Matt Murray's been making tonight to keep the Leafs in this game? Why are we showing the Dallas Stars on a Sportsnet broadcast <laughs> coming back from down 5-1 against the New Jersey Devils as the Leafs go into the third period against them? Like, I don't understand. And it's the same thing against Buffalo. It was all about Tage Thompson. Tage Thompson this and Tage Thompson that. It's always about the person on the other team. And it's like, if I'm a casual hockey fan, whose friends like the Leafs. And I'm like, you know what? I have nothing to do tonight. And there's a Leaf game on. I'm going to watch this. And then they start talking about the Dallas Stars for like 10 minutes in the intermission. You're going to be like, I don't care enough about this to watch this. I'm yeah. changing the channel. Like, it's just yeah. a really quick way to, to, to lose a lot of people. And I know the whole thing is Toronto media and Toronto fans talk about the Leafs too much. That doesn't apply to the fucking broadcast. The broadcast is the thing that goes to everyone that is a, a casual fan to a hardcore fan, to people at the bar, to people like it doesn't matter. That's where you're allowed to talk about the team. Yes. It's the 20, it's the 20 hours between when the last game ended and the next one starts that they feel like we talk about the team too much during the game and during the intermissions, please, for the love of God, talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs. Take some notes from the Seattle team, uh, broadcasting team, because they are excellent. They break down plays. They use, they actually use gender neutral language, like just the little details that people can really appreciate. And especially to new hockey fans, it's a new franchise. And we have our friend yeah. Sarah from Australia who always watches the Kraken and she applauds them all of the time for this reason. And someone who's coming from a foreign country, like this is helpful, you know, just like you're saying. And yes, and I, I, I know people are like, well, Canadians don't need hockey explained to them. I'm not asking for them to do no. like the Seattle crack and do and break down explanations of what's going on. But you can break down like, here's what the Leafs have been good at. Here's what we want to see from them. What has Mitch Marner been doing to keep this streak going? What is he doing right? Um, you know, like there's things to talk. There's there. Look, we record over an hour talking about the Leafs after every single game. There is infinite things to talk about with this team any given day. Like, that was the biggest thing when we started this show was like, I don't know what we're going to talk about. But once you get doing this, you're like, oh, my God, there's always something. But yeah. somehow on the broadcast, they are grasping at straws for something about the other team to talk about. Anyway, yeah. I know this was a really long-winded answer to a question <laughs> I said I wanted to Sure, no, it's warranted. Is, it's frustrating. Yeah. And like, we just want to, like you said, like, I want to see the map of where Marner took all of his shots or the Leafs average. Right? Like, like, I want to see where they're most successful on the ice. And like you said, are depleting on the ice or where in the game, like, was it in the second period and they did something like they always focus on bigger things. And then on the other team, you're absolutely right. But just to carry on they this focus question, on things. They don't even focus on things that that matter tonight. No, usually. yeah, yeah, it's sad. And ugh. but anyway, I just want to ask you since it's here, Mikey D, is Murray more Murdog than Man? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Murdog, the Murdog mystery himself, because nobody knew what the hell we were going to get out of this guy. He gets injured, and it was like, oh my God, another huge question mark. But no, I got to give the Murdoch mystery a uh, a giant round of applause because 44 saves is one thing. Yeah. Almost six goals expected is another. Um, like the Dallas Stars thing is scoring goals, right? Like they, Jason Robertson has not gone a game without scoring in fucking 
forever, it seems, at this point. And, I mean, he's like Austin Matthews was last season. He touches the puck, it goes in the back of the net. So the fact that between, like, Pavelski and Hintz and all these guys, like, they were able to just keep everything out and not easily. Like, it wasn't like he looked, you know, not that he didn't look calm, but he was playing his heart out. Like, he was really giving it. He got run through the one time, shook that off. I mean, the guy was a superstar last night. Yeah, and no other than uh, Mason Marchman literally pushing Matthews right into Murray. And then another time, I believe, as well, when I saw Murray go flying a bit there. And, man, good thing he's a big man. But, shit, like, it's frustrating. And um, just to follow that up on the Murray topic, you tweeted... Matt, I'm so sorry for whatever the Senators did to you, (laughs) did to hurt you. And then VI Blues at VI Blue and White says, as per your prior tweet, what the actual heck did the Sens do to Murray? Honestly, I I tweeted that, but like, I know he dealt with what he lost his dad. He was injured. There was a lot of factors contributing to him not having the best time in Ottawa. At the same time, if they couldn't help him, get out of that hole and support him and and have the medical staff to get him back on track like guys what were you doing you just let you gave him all this money and then you just gave up on him like <laughs> yeah. i've never seen well, not never cuz cal peterson is just clear waivers and jack campbell's not far behind him but yeah <laughs> uh, and sergey Bobrovsky did spend a whole season at 10 million dollars on the bench uh, goalies are just weird man Goalies are weird. That's yeah. all I can say. Look, Bennington has been god-awful, and now Billy Huso is fantastic, and Spencer Martin is terrible, Thatcher Demko's terrible, like, Jack Campbell's terrible. Goalies are voodoo this year, so I think the Leafs just happened to roll the dice, uh, get a natural 20, and they landed Sammy and, and Murray. We had no idea what we were going to get. They've been spectacular, and I don't think that was... That wasn't supposed to happen. I think Dubas expected maybe 80% of what they've both been. For sure. Goalies are so voodoo. Like, in fantasy this year, I'm getting killed because of goalies. Uh, I had to drop Campbell. I I had to drop Bob. Um, I'm literally... gone. I picked Allmark, like, last, and he's... the best. Linus Allmark and Logan Thompson, I picked the end of my drafts, and they are the top two goalies in the league. That deserves an applause, honestly. I have those two guys. I'm in five leagues. I have one of those two goalies on every single one of my teams because no one picked them. And I was like, fuck it. I I heard days before the season started, Logan Thompson was probably going to be the starter for Vegas. So I was like, whatever, I'll take a chance on this guy. (sighs) Okay. I remember you telling me your strategy. You're not drafting goalies. Don't. You're just going to go for the forwards and defenders. And honestly, I was the opposite. I was like, damn, this year I'm going to get some good goalies. So I drafted Jack Campbell. I drafted Bob. And they've all been failing me <laughs> except for Flurry. Oh, my God. Flurry's been the only stable one. But uh, just to move it along. Um, what about Wait, 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 wait. What about Spencer Martin's 14 and a half goals against and a 500 oh. save percentage? That screwed both of us because we both have him. Yes. Somewhere. Demko is on IR. So, yeah, that started my week off very well. <laughs> but yeah. on the Murray talk, uh, Benito the Bassett Hound says, can we pes- petition to have Matt signed to a monster energy drink deal? 
Um, that's actually really interesting. Uh, Moronster, that's pretty cool. But he also says, just wanted to show some appreciation to Mitch, especially to that five on three where he didn't have a stick for 30 seconds and still didn't let up on Dallas or let them set up. Mitch is my boy and Zeus is my BFF. Yeah, Mitch um, was fantastic. And I think the other uh, the other one who deserves a round of applause for that penalty kill is David Camp. Oh, who, hell yeah. Man, for what the Leafs pay him and what they gave up to get him, like it's which being nothing really um he's been fantastic and nobody no one expected the Leafs to be okay on the penalty kill after losing Zach Hyman I'm trying not to repeat things I've heard on other shows but really like that was the biggest question mark is who's going to fill on on the penalty kill and David Kampf has been absolutely stellar Mitch Marner has been fantastic like that was the the biggest question mark without Hyman aside from who's going to play with Matthews and Marner so Chris at CJK Chell says, is Marner the best NHL player ever? The streets are talking. <laughs> He's getting I mean, I there. I, I wouldn't say ever. Just yeah. Like, I mean, like, like my um, much quoted and, and maybe controversial comment about uh, if the Beatles came out today, would they be famous? Oh um, I still think they would, they would be a cult followed indie band that a bunch of people really like and they're always telling people to listen to but everyone's just like eh, there's too many things out there to listen to now i feel the same way about like obviously gretzky was a, a generational talent but like there's a lot of guys yeah. that maybe wouldn't have the same kind of numbers so the fact that mitch is able to do what he's doing against like the best offensive talent collective i would say the best average level of offensive talent in the league we've ever seen like the most, you know, does that make sense? The wording yeah. of that, like the average level of talent in the league is a lot higher than it has ever been. And that is kind of shown by the fact that goalie stats have been abysmal for the last, you know, 24 months it's because yeah. people are getting crazy good at scoring. And um, I just think that the fact that Marner has been able to be a defensive star while being one of the best forwards in the league is just uh, nothing short of unbelievable, honestly. Like, I, I don't know. With his size, he shouldn't be as good as he is defensively. Like, that was the biggest thing that everyone hated about the pick of Marner was that he's, he's short and he's light. But, yeah. look, the guy is a smart player. He knows how to use his stick. He's a great position player. Uh, I I don't know where yeah. he can even still improve at this point. Like, it's, it's unbelievable what the guy's been able to do this season. Yeah. Um, just a quick question. JV asks, is it true that if you don't use it, you lose it? Oh, yeah, with the 40-year-old virgin gift there. Um, <laughs> okay, if you don't, if you don't use uh, your shot, do you lose it? If you don't use your backup goalie, do you lose it? I mean, like, this applies sometimes. <laughs> if you don't use your, I think this applies. Your, your prospects, you might lose them to waivers. I don't know. True, true. I think uh, this applies to Pierre Ingvall. He hasn't been using his body this year, and he's completely losing his game to go along with that. <laughs> like, hey, there's a good uh, one. He was a, yeah, like he used it last year, and it showed. This year, he's not been using it, and it shows. Uh, just and quickly, losing, Mike yeah, at okay. the. 
Yeah. Mike, uh, the fanatic, says, who will the Leafs defeat in the cup final and where are we all standing during the parade? The boys are absolutely buzzing right now. That five on three, though. And don't get me started on the boys named Mitchell Marner and Matthew Murray. Go Leafs, go. Totally okay, agree, so this is Mike. Go this ahead. is not a recency bias because they just beat the Dallas Stars 4 nothing in a huge win. I think yeah. I want to see the Leafs play Dallas in the finals just because, hear me out, Dallas is a team like the Pittsburgh Penguins in the East who generally are good, but the Leafs have their number. This doesn't happen often where there's usually like Tampa can be okay, but they'll play against the Leafs and it's like, yeah, well, Tampa's got the Leafs number this year or, you know... Um, Last year. Roscoe. As fun as it would be, I just, I think matchup wise, and there's the, the the Robertsons and the Bens thing. That's always fun. I just think there's a there's a cool uh, matchup potential there between Dallas and the Leafs. Yeah, totally agree. Um, honestly, and Dallas has been in the finals recently too. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Right? They have all of this new talent, especially Jason Robertson coming up into this league. Absolute the unstoppable force. Their goaltending is hot. I don't see why not. Um, my original picks were either Edmonton or the Avs. Um, obviously, the Leafs coming out on top. We will be in front of the parade. Don't you worry, Mike. Um, I will oh, reserve yeah. all of our spots. We'll be taking a week off work to go along with that and just celebrating if it does happen. <laughs> but Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. It was a good game, man. Like... Um, on to the next one, obviously. This is the first time Dallas has been shut out this year, which also is a great sign. Um, Mitch had 16 points in the last 11 games against the Stars, so you're right, as the Leafs have the Stars' number, and it feels so good to be on this side of the conversation. Yeah, Jason Robertson's point streak ends. He doesn't get to pass Mitch, which is just a little icing on the cake, you know? Not that I, I wish the demise of anybody else but it's not an injury it's just a point streak ending so sucks jason bye yeah next game yeah who we got sorry uh, i'm on my next. phone here no worries it's uh next for... game we have la la yeah. right okay so um Fiala but it's seven o'clock okay okay yeah because we've already done the west coast tour that's on saturday yeah uh, All right. On tomorrow. It's on tomorrow. It's no, Thursday. Yeah, right. It's Thursday. Okay. So uh, we'll be back tomorrow night, hopefully, after the game. Um, and we'll, we'll bring you some new stuff. So until then, this has been Leafs Late Night. I'm Roscoe. This is Steph. Have a fantastic rest of your day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. And don't forget to check out Inside the Ring for all your pre and post game articles. And we have merch. Check it out. Follow us on Instagram oh, and Twitter. Thank you. Love you. Bye.